I will be reading Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 22 to 27. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. It is what it is. We say this a lot. It is a typical expression when we face a situation that we have to deal with it anyway, isn't it? It is what it is. But it is not just what it is. Because nothing is coincident or happens by accident. Everything is under God's sovereign arrangement. Watchman Nee said, God arranges all these things according to our need as he sees it. It is what it is that God breaks and dismantles our outer man to release the inner man whom Jesus died for. It is the discipline of the Lord. But we must consecrate ourselves to the Lord first by professing our faith or through baptism like today. Then the Lord will begin his work, the discipline. But we cannot consecrate by ourselves, but by the grace of God. And we call it the prevenient grace. Because God loved us first, even when we were yet sinners. And God forgives us by justifying grace. Even we just come to the Lord like today. Then the Lord begins his work, discipline with us. And we call it sanctifying grace throughout our life. Today, Maverick and Oakley come to church to be consecrated, baptized by God. Then the parents and we church in trust committed to nurture them and guide them to be faithful disciples of Jesus Christ.
by entrusting them to the discipline of the Holy Spirit. And how all this happened? How all this possible? Watchman D said, In consecration, we offer ourselves to God according to the light we have received. In disciplining us, the Holy Spirit deals with us according to the light that He dispenses to us. What is the light? John said, God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. Light is incarnated God, Jesus Christ. And we are His body. We are the light of the world. Because Jesus is the light of the world, which is the truth and righteousness. Then Holy Spirit works in us according to what the Holy Spirit sees and knows in the light, in Christ. And when our outer man is broken through the light, through the discipline, the inner man sees and knows the light, and we do what the Lord desires. And we call it grace. Dictionary defines grace as undeserved, unmerited, unearned, the favor of God. But what is it? What is grace? It is, we call it, unlimited, unconditional love of God, far exceeding we can fathom. So what is it? What is a grace? It is simply, it is altruistic love, love for others. That's grace. It is the core nature of God. God so loved the world. God so loved others, us, not himself. Jesus loved us, others, even who despised him until the point of death. So, what is it? It is grace. It is impossible. It's a real thing we ever experience except Jesus Christ, the light. That's why the Apostle Paul said, for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So to understand grace, church encourages Christians to pray, worship, study the word, Serving the people, helping the needy, etc. And we met to this, according to John Wesley, we call that the means of grace throughout our life. But nothing replaces the discipline of the Holy Spirit. So 
our life, entire our life, is the means of grace. We experience God and knowing God. And the Holy Spirit tried to speak and reveal God to us. So we must listen carefully what the Holy Spirit says and obey. So knowing grace is doing grace. Speaking grace is responding to grace, the need of others. It is how we become one with Christ, one with each other, and one with God, the eternal unity with all creation. According to Prophet Ezekiel, the Lord revealed the secret of salvation. The Lord said, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be cleaned from all your uncleannesses, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. But in reality, it was not the Lord himself. It was not God on his throne, but he was a man just like you and me, named Jesus Christ on the cross, poured out his blood. So we are redeemed, not condemned. We are accepted, not rejected. It is grace. It is free, but expensive. And only way to receive this amazing love we must take our own cross and die to things we cannot take into eternity. And we are no longer lived by the outer man, the self-centered, but by the inner man with the selfless love and empathy. How can we have selfless love and have empathy. The Lord said, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. The discipline of the Holy Spirit is a smiting the heart of stone by love and grace. Love for others. We must overcome the evil, not by evil, but by good. So, becoming Christian means our real battle. The spiritual warfare begins as we receive this new heart and spirit of the Lord. There's one typical misunderstanding for many Christians. 
it, it is a stumbling block for Christians to grow, which is salvation is for us. We believe salvation is for us, but it's not. Ultimately, salvation is for God. The Lord says, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act salvation. But for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. God is, the Lord is the center of the universe. Not us. Many Christians still have perspective on their salvation. I am still the center of the world. Salvation is for God's name. God's name means his entity. And we are just his glory in our salvation. We are just beneficiary of the salvation for God. Because salvation is transcending from the finite and individual entity we are, the outer persons, to the infinite and communal entity, oneness, one. So we become the God, Tao, eternal Tao, and I relationship. In one entity, one entity. We are many, but we are one. That's church, and that's eternal life. So, this is a hard saying of Christianity. But it is what it is. It is what it is. It is just the truth. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. Jesus never said, I am the one of the way, one of the truth, one of the life. The way, the truth, and life. One life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And we, church, one as a body of Christ, with Jesus Christ. We are one. So eternal thou and I are not two entities. It's one entity, thou and I. One entity. But the world sees Christianity as Exclusive religion. Exclusive to other religion. But it is. Christianity is the most inclusive religion in the universe. Because Jesus died not only for us sitting in the pew. 
being baptized, all church members. But Jesus died for everyone. Everyone. So I told you, a theologian says, it is the oceanic feeling. Many streams become creek. Many creeks become a river. And many rivers become ocean. One great ocean. So salvation is being in the ocean. If we obey the flow of the river, the principle of creation, and we will know we are the one in the great ocean. Friends, it is what it is. Grace. By grace, we can consecrate ourselves to the Lord. By grace, the Holy Spirit works within us throughout all the days of our life. By grace, we are the victory. You know, life is powerful, powerful ticket. We never win. No matter what we do, whatever we achieve, whatever we possess, we don't win this life. We will be dust, the dust in the wind, like the song. All is vanity. We can take nothing into the un- in eternity, but in grace, in Christ alone, in His grace and love, we can take all things, the one entity, all things, the truth, the memory, the love of God. The Lord is with me. That memory we can take into the unit eternity. It is what it is. So I'd like to have a time of reflect and commitment. The worship leader and Don and I, we discuss how we can make our worship more inspirational, more productive. So we decide to have a time of reflection and commitment at the end of sermon. So what did you learn from the message today? What things, the message that you will take into your weekdays coming? Because I said we are going into real battle Monday through Saturday. So what is the principal lesson that you will take? So let's 
take a moment of silence, about a minute, and let's reflect and commit ourselves with the lesson we learned. Let us pray. Lord, we had been sitting on the throne of our life. We had been trying to control my life and others. We had been accumulated things we cannot take into the eternity. Again and again. Break our outer man. Dismantle our ego. And release your spirit in us. So we do your will and celebrate the life with a new heart and a new spirit and witness to many others sitting on their throne in darkness. Amen. Amen.